the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We must trust for when we are truly abiding, we are truly remaining in Him. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. For today's Core Truth, we're picking up in our study titled Seeking Our Main Purpose in John chapter 15. Let's jump right into part two. I don't know about you, but for me, listening to what happened to Israel should make us examine our own life. That's why the Apostle Paul said in Romans 15, those things that have been written in times past are for our instruction, that we can learn from the mistakes that have been, making, been made by those that have lived before us, to see if we have not fallen into the same pit that they fell into. Because we must understand, if there is no fruit in our lives... Meaning, if there's no evidence in our lives that we really know God by us serving him, then Jesus said in verse 2 that God will remove us. We will remove those branches. Verse 6 says those branches will be cast into fire. Listen to what Jesus said to those who bear no fruit in the end. This is those who stand before the throne of God. And Jesus said this in the end of the Sermon on the Mount... In chapter 7 of Matthew, and he said this in verse 20. You will know them by their fruit. People say, oh, you can't judge. Don't judge me, bro. Don't judge me. It's like, no, well, we're just fruit inspecting your life. (laughs) And there's no fruit in your life, okay? Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, Jesus said, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day. On what day? The judgment day, he said. Lord, Lord, did not we prophesy in your name? Oh, we went to church. We made it a big deal. We spoke in tongues. We jumped up and down. We, we did all kinds of things. We sang the songs. He did all these things. We cast out demons in your name. In your name, we performed many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. Wow. Ouch. See, they only fooled themselves, but they didn't fool God. Understand, we as believers do not serve God to be saved because salvation was God's free gift to us. You can't earn salvation. He just says, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden and burdened down, and I will give you rest. It is a free gift But once we do come to know him through that free gift of salvation, serving him should not be a miserable duty, but rather it should be a great privilege. One that's done with a whole heart. I wonder if there are maybe some here today that life for you has been filled with hardships and difficulty. Like life has not been easy. There's just been, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. Maybe you're wondering why the storms of life have darkened your path. 
Why is it darkened? Well, maybe God's doing a refining work within the very core of your soul. Notice at the end of verse 2, Jesus said, The Father prunes every branch. Why? That it may bear more fruit. Now, my wife is quite the gardener. I remember the first time she pruned our rose bushes in front of our house in Riverside. I said, what have you done? You have killed the poor thing, okay? Because I came home and see, the rose bushes were kind of big, out of control. They were just sprawling. I mean, the thing was like this tall, five feet wide. It was just all over the place. And there was like three of them and they were just, just all over the place. And I came home one day and she had nubbed those. They, just, they were like this big, three of them, just, just, just everything gone, filled up like two trash cans full. Just the roses were gone thinking like, Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's like I wasn't here to protect you. Okay. I'm like, what did you do? She goes, I pruned them. I go, you didn't prune them. You killed them. Okay. But let me tell you, those things grew back and they grew back and they had more roses on them than I've ever seen. I mean, it's like they were just sprawling. It's like, oh my goodness. What I thought was too much was just right. What I thought like these things will never survive. They thrived. Amazing. Well, in the same way, those whom the Lord loves, the Bible says he disciplines and he prunes them. If God loves you, then he will discipline and prune you. Why? Because he hates you? No, because he loves you. And he wants you to grow and flourish in your life. There are times that he shears and strips us down. There are times that he cuts us back and he thins us out. There are times that he levels us. There are times of refining fires that are set loose in us that burn a flame inside of us. All for the purpose of perfecting and fine-tuning us through trial. Know this, when we stand in heaven one day, and all was accomplished that has been accomplished, and all that you accumulated was still left here on earth, We will have long been left behind all of those things, never to be seen again as we face our Savior face to face, as we look into his eyes, as his eyes will pierce into your soul and my soul. The measure of our life will be judged by not what we did, but what we lost for him, not by what we gained for ourselves. That's when we will see that the last will be first. And those who suffered the most were those who he gave the most to. That's when we will all realize that true gain was found when we died to ourselves and we lived for him. That the inward man and the inward woman thrived as the outward man and the outward woman was denied. I wonder how we will fare in that day of reflection. How will we fare as we measure our life as it is judged by what we lost for him, not by what we gained for ourselves? I wonder if you have tapped into the beautiful rose of service to our maker that's just waiting to bloom inside of you. For me, that whole pruning process over my 42 years of following the Lord, it was such a mystery to me at the beginning. But as I've gotten older, I can look back on all the hardships and all the difficulties in my life and see the hand of God molding and shaping me into what he desired me to be. And without those multiple trials and all the various difficult experiences of my life, I would not be who I have become today. 
I wouldn't be that person. The things I thought would break me and crush me and grind me to powder is what has molded and shaped me to be who I have become. Understand, fruit is grown in valleys. It's not grown on the mountaintops. Yes, we like the highs in life, yet God knows that the growth will only happen in the valleys of life. For true character is not shaped when the lottery is won. Character is fashioned through the mold of pain and despair as we seek the hands of God's deliverance when there are no other hands around us. Yes, the wise master gardener, our father, our Abba in heaven, he is the one who prunes us. Yet as he prunes us, he holds us. As he prunes us, he nourishes us. For we are never closer to the heavenly father than when he is personally pruning you and me. Look again at what Jesus said in John fifteen five. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But with him, we can bear much fruit, much fruit. Yes, apart from him, we can do nothing. But in him, we can do something that's really unbelievable, something that is beyond you and me, something we could never pull off in ourselves. Jesus tells us the secret to our success. It's becoming a vessel for him, a vessel for his honor that he desires us to be. It's found when we abide in him. That word abide in the original Greek language means to remain in him. It means to stand firm in him. It means to endure with expectancy. I'm standing firm. I'm enduring, but I have an expectant heart because I know God is going to do something in me. Understand whether times are good or times are bad. We must remain. We must stand. We must endure with expectancy in him. We must trust for when we are truly abiding, we are truly remaining in him. Not just seeking for our own personal satisfaction. Remember the metaphor being used here is Jesus is the vine. We are the branch. These two are dependent on each other. First, it's the vine that supplies all the life to the branch. It supplies all the necessary nutrients to the branch so the branch can be healthy. Yes, we are fed by the living water of God's word as the sunshine of the Holy Spirit instructs us. Listen to the promise that's given in Isaiah chapter 58, 11. It says, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places. Oh, we live in a scorched place. And give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fill. So you will be like a watered garden so God will water you. But then you will be a spring of water whose waters do not fail to others. Notice as we abide and remain in him, he will guide us. He will satisfy our desires. He will give strength to our bones when we are weak and we want to give up. Our lives will resemble a well-watered garden. A well-watered garden. 
He ended with, we will be like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And that's our part. It's to bear fruit, to be a spring of water to a dry and weary people. That's our job. Now, see, again, you might be thinking, but you know, pastor, I'm just that nubbed out rose bush that your wife got to and I haven't grown out yet. And every time I think I'm starting to grow, I get pruned again and pruned again. The father's all over me. I'm just a pruning machine. It's just, I'm just pruned and pruned. Well, I wonder if maybe you're in that pruning process a little longer than God had anticipated because you're not learning the lesson. See, sometimes, you know, see, there's always a reason. God doesn't just allow something to happen for no reason. So if you're getting pruned and then pruned again, then pruned, pruned again, it's like, what are you missing? Lord, what am I missing here? What is the lesson I'm, I'm supposed to learn so that I can get out of this pruning stage into the fruit-bearing stage? See, that's a question that maybe you have the answer to, but you've been neglecting the answer to that thing. Yes, God wants us to bear fruit. Again, notice it's the branch that bears the fruit. God allows us to be part of the process. People through the centuries have been saved through the continued preaching of the gospel by the fruit-bearing faithfulness of other saints of times past. And they did a great job, such a great job. It's why we're all here today. That's how great of a job they did. Every one of us is a product of someone being faithful to share God's word with us that we needed a savior. Yes, Jesus is the true vine and he desires to use us. But the question is, are we truly abiding in him? Are we willing to bear fruit daily? Are we willing to do that? Notice the progression of the fruit. In verse 2, first he talks about those who do not bear fruit. Those were removed and thrown into the fire. But he says that there will be others that bear fruit. But then second, he went on in verse 2. He says, and after the father prunes us, he said, we will bear more fruit. Did you notice that? And then third, in verse 5, it says, those who abide in him will bear much fruit. So we went from bearing fruit to bearing more fruit, to bearing much fruit. Every believer should be bearing fruit. There should be a progression in your faith as you follow the Lord where you're bearing more fruit. Then you just get to this point where there's like, man, there's much fruit in your life. Your life is producing fruit. There's people around you that are coming to know Christ. People are coming to church because of you. You can look back and say, look, I have my finger in a lot of these pies of all these people. I was with a friend of mine eating bacon on Saturday, yesterday. It's just a glorious thing, you know. And so we're there, we're, we're eating bacon. And wherever we go out for bacon, we order this bacon sandwich. Whatever they make, we always order it with double bacon. And the waitress is like, okay, what do you mean? We want whatever you put on there double it. That's going to cost you more. It's okay. Just double the bacon. And so we ate this. I mean, it was just glorious. They had like this jalapeno thing. Anyway. Okay. So we pounded the, the, the glorious bacon sandwich. Then right after that, I'm just, I'm telling the gal because my friend, he, before I could even do it, he already had a core church card out there. 
And then so we were both inviting her, and, and, and we're just like, hey, we want you to come to church. And, and when she looked at the core church card, she didn't read anything. She just saw the logo, which is the same on our sign out here. She goes, I drive by that church every day. I said, good. You've seen the church. You've wondered about it. But now we're inviting you. We're asking you to come. We don't chain you to the chair. If you hate it, don't come back. But we're on the radio seven days a week. We've got a cool app for your phone. And she goes, what? I can watch services on your phone? Yeah, you can watch right on your phone. And so I'm just thinking to myself, after that whole little encounter, I'm thinking like, what's the chance of her coming? Well, I don't know. That's like, I don't know what that percentage would be. Would it be 10%, 20%, 30%? And then I'm thinking like, well, maybe she might download the app. What's the chance of that? I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 50%. I don't know. You know, maybe she'll listen on the radio. What's the percentage of that? I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40%. What's the percentage of her coming to church, listening on the radio, downloading the app if we said nothing? Zero. Zero. See? So how do you produce fruit? You start talking. You talk to the person at the restaurant. And we already built a relationship. We already talked about how glorious the bacon was. And she even said, I've had that sandwich. She goes, but I don't like it because they do this roasted tomato thing. I go, exactly. You got to ace the roasted tomato because the roasted tomato overshadows the flavor of the bacon. She goes, you're right. And I said, you put a regular tomato on it. She goes, that's genius. I said, exactly. You know, (laughs) don't mess with the bacon. Okay. It's being his hands. God wants us to be his hands. It's helping those in need. It's reaching those who are hurting. All for the main purpose of sharing the life-changing message of the cross. Look, if we don't share the message of the cross, then we failed immediately. We failed miserably. For what if we fed every hungry person? What if we touched every hurting person? What if we housed every homeless person in Los Angeles? Yet with no cross then there's no forgiveness and there's no hope of heaven. There's no satisfaction as the vacuum of despair in Los Angeles will rob everyone of their joy. As those we helped are left with an eternally separated heart from the God who loves them. And now they have to look forward to is a place called hell forever. Yes, Jesus died on the cross to save us from the eternal judgment that awaits every single person. Listen, the biggest problem in the world today is not homelessness. It's not starvation. It's not global warming. The biggest problem is sin because sin will eternally separate us from God. Listen, if you ended world hunger, if you ended global warming and all that, we're still going to die. And you're either going into the presence of God or you're not. Yes, because all have sinned. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed for all men and women to die once. And after this comes judgment. Yes, sin severs our relationship with God. But Jesus, the creator in human form, came for one reason, to die for his creation. He died on the cross The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob came to live in a human body. And he died on the cross to wash away your sin and mine. Now we can have a relationship with Yahweh. 
We can have a relationship with the living God. We can know the God of creation. The one who said, let there be light and there was light. We can embrace his purpose. There is a reason why you and me exist. In this world is not the end. After we die, we'll go to a place called heaven where God himself dwells. But until then, we are called to bear fruit. Much fruit, more fruit. And when we do, he's called us, when we do what he's called us to do, I should say, that's when we can find true satisfaction inside. Which brings up our third and final point, having joy. Listen to what it says here. Look down at verse seven. Jesus said, if you abide in me, in my words, abide in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. See, Jesus is the living word. In the beginning was the word, the logos, the divine expression. The divine expression was with God. The divine expression was God. And in verse 14 of John chapter one, in the divine expression, God, he came to live in human form. And so he is just saying here in John 15, 7, what he already said in Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, and I will give you the desires of your heart. Commit yourself to me and trust in me, and I will do it. I'll give you the desires of your heart, but you have to commit to me, you have to delight in me, and you have to trust in me. So he's saying the same basic thing here. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, verse 8, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. Wow. Wow, that is packed with so much. Starting with that wonderful verse in verse 7. We can ask whatever we wish and it'll be done for us. Notice it's not, it's not only for those who abide in him. It's for those who obey him. For those who just do what he's asked us to do. Those that bear fruit. Again, it's those who obey and stand in him. Know this, the promise is that the context here. In the context is that we're bearing fruit in the here and now. It's asking the life of the vine, who is Jesus, to freely flow in and through you and me as his branches, to give us his sustaining power and to live for him as his indwelling spirit can and will actively lead God and direct us for God's purpose, desire. It's not like, Oh, you can ask whatever you wish. It's like, oh, I just won the lottery. Yes, Lord, that new Ferrari and the new Rolls Royce SUV. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, I could be looking so fine in that. And it's got room for, you know, six others. I can bring them to church in my, in my new Rolls. It's like, uh, probably not. God will not be taken advantage of, and he is not our vending machine who art in heaven. But we can ask all things and he will answer him as we desire to be his voice piece in this earth to stand in the gap for those who are dying yes to allow him to freely throw flow in and through us to give us his power as his indwelling spirit will work inside of us again fruit doesn't grow on the vine 
Fruit grows on the branch. Maybe you're going through a time of intense pruning right now, like we mentioned before, and you're feeling that God has pruned you back to a stub. But listen, it's only for a season. Your spring will come in his timing. Don't give up. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, and let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we shall reap if you do not grow weary. Don't grow weary. But learn the lesson and move forward. Yes, when we do not lose heart, we glorify God as we touch the lives of others. As Jesus said in John 15, 8, By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. You prove that. And not only do we prove to be his disciples, a disciple is just a follower, okay? We prove to be followers of Christ, but we can also dwell in the center of his joy. That's all the time we have for today's message, but please continue to join us this week as we go through the Gospel of John, chapter 15. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word, that's Core Church LA to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.